Will you please pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations on all of our hearts be worthy in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Three weeks ago, there was a man in Tennessee who, upon hearing about the upcoming COVID-19 panic, went out, rented a U-Haul truck, and filled it with tens of thousands of antibacterial wipes and hand sanitizer bottles. He then went on to Amazon and sold the products for multiple times of what they were worth to families who were concerned for their health and safety, all while making money off of their fear. Amazon shut this particular man's attempt at shady business down, but there are estimates that thousands of other sellers are out there trying to sell their stockpiled goods that hospitals around the world are rationing in an attempt to make a profit off of desperation and need. This is a concerning time in our world. A global pandemic is not something to shrug off. It's impacting our economy, our social lives, the way we view and treat others, the way our governments and businesses run. For some time, this, or for some, this is a time of quarantine and self-care, working from home. For others, this is a time of great concern, not just from disease, but from a lack of funds or food. There are children out there right now without meals because school was the only place where food was provided for them. Things do not look bright for most people, but that means that we have an obligation to shine the light of God in the world where people are hurt and afraid. We, as the church, have a duty to serve. Though we are not gathered together in the same building, although we are isolated in some ways from one another, that should not change who we are as Christians. Do you know what makes a church building holy? It's not the blessing we confer upon it at its creation. It's the people inside the building, imbued with the Holy Spirit, that makes it what it is. A church has power and influence because it represents the holy people that dwell and find security in it. But we remain the hands and feet of Jesus Christ as the church, even when we are not in this building. We are a community that worships together, but that is not all that there is to us. These worship services are meant to be calls 
for you to act your creed, to show the love that God has shown you. What is considered normal in our country and around the world has dissolved in the face of fear and disease. But do we believe that our God is part of this world? That our God can be stopped by the slowing of the gears of our global economy? Perhaps because we are told to stay inside, that that means God should quarantine with us. That the spirit of the living God should stop its movement. The Holy Spirit is like the wind or breath, constantly moving, always going in directions that we do not expect. We as Christians are called to be moving too, not moving as if everything is fine and going about our lives like safety isn't an issue, not moving like breaking quarantine, but we are called to care and love, even in times of fear and panic. Now is not the time to stockpile God's grace as if we will ever run out of it. If the Spirit of God is still active in our community, then we still need to be active. I'd say we need to be active now more than ever. We need to follow Christ's commandment to love one another. This is how people will see the love of God through our love in the community in a time where love seems so hard to find. How can we love one another? Call on those in need, the old, the isolated, the parents, the poor with bills to pay. Ask what you can do. Sometimes it is as simple as a friendly voice in a world that seems to be breaking. Social isolation for the sake of health doesn't mean cutting people off. The connections to one another through God are still there. Instead of being in person, they now need to be phone calls. Compassion normally shown through a smile now needs to be through spoken and active care. The church must be reaching out or we risk, or we risk decaying like the virus has hit the body of God itself. And just because you aren't at church doesn't mean that Lent isn't still going on. Jesus was isolated from everyone for 40 days and 40 nights. It's kind of looking like that at this point. The wilderness in the Bible is more than just out there where humans aren't. It's a breaking from society, from the usual, where God can be heard more clearly. Use this time to care for yourself and your journey with God. These times where nothing is normal is exactly the time where God is heard the loudest. The Israelites, 
went out into the wilderness to receive the covenant and the Ten Commandments. The people went out into the wilderness to be baptized by John in the Jordan River. Elijah went out into the wilderness to hear the voice of God speaking in the still, soft whisper. Just like we cannot be silent in this time, God will not be silent either. Use this time of isolation to listen for the knock at the door of your life by God. Read your Bible. Ask for the Holy Spirit to guide you where she wants you to be. Lent is a time of self-reflection. Originally for this week, I had a sermon about taking time out of our busy schedules for self-reflection. But voila, now we have all the time in the world for self-reflection. We just need to focus. Focus away from the sphere that spreads across every news media and social website and listen for how God wants you to use your time and your talents, directing you towards the people that are ignored by the world normally, now exacerbated by the spread of sickness. Do not be afraid, my brothers and sisters in Christ, for God's presence is always with us and is stronger than anything in this world. I call you instead to love God and love your neighbor as you would hope that they would do for you in this trying time. Let us prove that our faith is not just talk. Let us act this faith in love to all those waiting for us in this broken world. Amen.